better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, blitz are rush. Y'all turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Martin. And we're Bloods Ross. And welcome to our 200th episode. We made it. We're here. We, we did it. Uh, do you know, I didn't even have my tablet connected to be doing all the sound effects because I thought this, cause this is going to be just quite a simple one today. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Um, like, I am very thankful to everyone that's listened to a single episode. Even it's just been the one episode or multiple episodes of the show. I'm thankful to all the guests that we've ever had on in the last 200 episodes plus. Um, it's just been fun doing this. I'm going to try and keep doing this for as long as I can afford to. And I've got the time and energy to do it. But without further ado, we are not alone today. We have a guest. We are joined by a member of the Brute Force and Ignorance podcast group. We are joined by Mr. Eric Merrill. What's up? Hey, guys. What's happening? Ah, it's good to have you on this episode because you two are also a man of culture. And for those that are into anime, you fully understand that reference. Um, how you been? I've been pretty good. Life's been busy here on the other side of the planet. Mm. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just trying to get through this stupid pandemic and keep mm-hmm. pushing forward, really. Yeah, 100%. I'm upset that you keep putting on these Zoom calls at three o'clock in the morning, so I can't join them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll set my timer and I'll get up at like three in the morning my time and set one up. <laughs> yeah, Nana. Uh, <laughs> no, do you know, yeah, do you know, accommodate you. It's, it's it's because I'm like I'm trying to get my sleep pattern back to normal. Because before my sleep, like I'm still not back at work. So I, to be honest, I can I potentially can stay up. But normally I have football practice in the morning. Now imagine, yeah, when I woke up this morning, I one I woke up late because I went to bed maybe about two thirty in the morning, and then two. My left knee, which is meant to be the good knee, was locked up. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try and firm it, at least drive to practice. And hopefully by the time I get to practice, it might sort itself out. Because my car's um, manual, I was just like, nah, there's, I can't drive this car safely with my knee like this. And I just had to turn back around and just come home, just chill. So I missed practice. So I could have actually stayed up and joined you guys. But <laughs> I, I will hopefully, depending on when the next one is... Um, I might even just have a nap during during the day and just stay up so I can join you guys because it's been a while since I've got to chat to everyone. Yeah, I bought that that level up of uh, Zoom so I can have bigger calls. So, so I told my wife I'm going to try to set one up every Saturday night. Nice. And just kind of see how it goes. But it's like I'm not a good host on them. So it's basically <laughs> like, hey, I'm like a matchmaker. I'll invite certain people or just put it out there so that they can kind of get the thing going. Yeah. No, I hear that. Like, sometimes that's just how it is, isn't it? Like, um, yeah. a, cu- a couple of times um, when I did, like, the Leftover Army, like, the Facebook Zoom one, like, that was pretty cool because then you got, like, people that, you know, aren't necessarily, like, the most active in the community pop up and you got to see some interesting faces. 
and it was just nice spending some time just getting to know different people um obviously i set mine like i think like 11 o'clock my time so i got to find out there's like a couple more people in the uk that are members of the leftover army um and then yeah it's, it's always just good fun just to chat to you guys obviously i had the pleasure of meeting you lot last year in Fe- i want to say february march at c2e2 and like i've kept in touch with, with you guys a lot more for those that you know i met out there and um yeah it's been pretty cool man so like you know tell us a little bit more about stuff like what 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 is your fandom like what are you into oh so uh, my fandom's kind of pretty broad so i'm not as deep into anime as like you are mm. but i do kind of like enjoy watching a lot of the the anime that has like a good quality animation or more uh i'm, I'm i guess i'm a fucking getting old dude so i like <laughs> mature storylines and stuff and it's hard to find anime that like you look for like you know what happens when you look for mature anime? Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so it's, it's hard lot, to lot, find. Lot, that is favorite genre. A lot, 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 <laughs> right. lot, lot of etchiness, man. You know, I don't mind. Listen, I don't mind a bit of etchiness and a bit of perversion here and there, man. Like, I find it entertaining. Oh, for sh- of course, dude. I draw dicks. I know how it is. So, <laughs> I love to. I don't mind that at all. I just want like an adult storyline. I, I like Sword Art Online because mm. there was like some consequences, and that's my kids watch that. Mm. Um, I like you know some stuff that's not. It doesn't have to be too adult, but I just don't. I can't get into. I'll be honest. I can't get into Demon Slayer. Oh, really? No, I'm trying like oh, really hard, man. and it's like there's just a level of. Um, adolescence to it that like pulls me back out of it from taking it too incredibly serious even though like the deaths and stuff are really big yeah i just yeah i just can't haven't i haven't got bit by that one yet mm. so i'm trying like five episodes in so i'm trying yeah no that, that's funny because um the deep obviously with the lockdown the demon slayer movie has been like out in japan for like the longest time i think yeah. last month or maybe even two months ago the movie came to uh, america and finally uh, on wednesday and thursday um, it's over here in the UK. So um, me yeah. and mine will be going to watch that on Wednesday and then we'll be hopefully having um, the Anime Freshman <clears throat> podcast guys on to do a little bo- a, a bonus episode just reviewing that movie. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to um, Brian's review now on Pop Culture Leftovers and he really enjoyed it. So I'm like, I'm excited to see it. Like I've been looking forward to this movie for such a long time. Um, so yeah, that's what, one of the things that we're going to do next week. Yeah, I got I to see that. I haven't. But I, I watched anime a lot in the late or mid, mid to early 90s to late 90s. And then I kind of cut off because I was getting I didn't have a lot of media time. So but in growing up, I'm, I was born in uh, I was an 80s child. So I loved reading comic books in the 80s. And I was always more of like a Marvel week to week guy where I read a bunch of like uh, Spider-Man Avengers, those type of comics and just very little X-Men. Mm-hmm. So the MCU has just been like it's been like my cup of tea fucking so hard i love it oh, that's awesome that's awesome with me when it comes to comics i've recently started getting more into them like i've even got an app now that has uh comic books on there for me to read um but what i want, what I want to do is you know what i have the space to is to actually start buying comic books just mm. you know wherever i can find um a full list of issues and just just buy them in one go just stack them up on my shelf um yeah, that's it's, it's weird, but uh, yeah, that's something I'm now keen on doing. <laughs> yeah, I love I love those. Like, but like I'm a big DC guy too, but I'm more of a DC event 
kind of person where I, the only way, right. ones I would read week to week was like Superman, Death of Superman. I went into Superboy, but I read all their big event things and I went back trying to pick up all their crisis on at, well, oh, on, Infinite, on Infinite, Infinite World story, that that line of story. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I love all the iterations of it. Like well, and maybe not the not the DC and uh live action. I'll admit I didn't like that one. <laughs> but but I loved all the animation ones. And I've seen like all the DC animated movies, uh most of the Batman, but I did watch this the Adventures of Superman, which is the Bruce Tim uh Superman cartoon. I love that one. I mean, because first I watched that was when I was in Ghana. So, um, so Ghana just recently started doing. Oh, when I was younger, started doing um, Batman. I think what maybe it was even on Cartoon Network that Batman was showing. Um, Superman as well. Um, Swap Cats, all those kind of uh, of animations. So <laughs> yeah, that's freaking awesome. No, yes, yeah, SWAT cats. That's funny. Like I barely missed that. I saw some of that. Like there, that intro for that show was it's phenomenal. It really is. It really is. It, I mean, there are times. I think even it may, it may it may have even been Monday. Um, just gone that I legit was YouTube and just googled the uh, intro to it. Both was it season one and season two intros? Yeah, that's 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 an iconic intro. Oh, for sure. They they really paid a lot of money for some Japanese animation. And it was like, it really paid off. It was like really sucked you in to where when you get into the, the show, the animation's not great, but it didn't matter because the intro was so good. It's the same with like Transformers. Oh, they, yeah. They, the same thing. Definitely. So, but, like, you know, so you just mentioned like you're into Marvel. Um, but like, and this is something I've been getting on you for the last couple of weeks. You, you like, make cosplays you i don't even know what it was you're not like a a, a metal smith but like you're very good at creating things um talk about that let me you know how did that start like when did it start okay it's kind of a long process so in high school oh, okay junior high i played the piano okay. and i got i played oh, the piano for not, like seven years i did not know that about you all right next time yeah. i see to you we're finding a piano for you to play boy Dude, I can play two songs, no, three songs now, right now, and that's it. Like, I don't remember all of them. Oh, <laughs> wild. Because I'm old, so I forget stuff. Um, but I play the piano, and it really got me using, you know, my hands. Mm -hmm. So when I got into high school, I took woodworking in high school through the whole, all of high school. And we had, in California, our high school had the best wood shop uh, by far than any other high school. And mm -hmm. so we had all the tools and everything, so I got really into making stuff with my hands and yeah. then as i got graduated high school um I, I started like i bought one of those visual dictionaries for star wars and i was like oh i think i can fucking make an, a, a stormtrooper rifle okay so i i made a stormtrooper rifle i spent a lot of time on it i work nights so when i come home everybody's mom where my wife was asleep i didn't have kids then so i'm like i'm just gonna sit in the garage of this townhouse that we're renting and i'm gonna work on making this this rifle thing. So I made it. I thought, oh my God, this looks great. I thought it looked great and everything. And then it got into, as I transitioned out of uh, one of my roles on nights, I, I, I made a whole lot of overtime and decided I was going to buy a stormtrooper suit. Nice. So, so I bought the stormtrooper suit. I got approved through the 501st stormtrooper garrison group, costume group, and they approved the gun that I. Uh, had made like years ago so i was like oh that gun was that good that they said it was you know star wars movie, worthy. 
Yeah, it was like that accurate. Was cool. So, yeah, I did that. And then I didn't have a great experience with my outing with them. So I, I kind of fell short. Plus, I started having my wife just started dropping kids out for some reason. I don't know <laughs> for some reason. Not that you had a bit of an input in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I fell out of that. And then we went to a costume party for my brother uh, with his friends. And I ran into like they took it really serious. Mm-hmm. Like they were those people were like anime characters come to life. So. Yeah, we went there and I, I met one of his friends who ended up doing cosplay. And then he sucked me into a group, like a, a costuming group. And they would be like, you know, they would make stuff. And then about that time, like right before that, I had picked up uh, Old Man Logan, the yeah. comic book. Yeah. And Doc uh, was Doc. No, it wasn't Dr. Doom. Was it the villain? Well, no, uh, my Logan story. I won't have to divert that to mine because I am yeah. not that clued up. Ooh. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't remember what's up my head either, to be honest. Yeah. But the villain on there had a trophy room of like all the different items that they collected off of all the heroes that they defeated. And I was like, I want a trophy room for myself. So I started mm-hmm. making costume stuff like that. So I had like Halo helmets, Magneto's helmet, and I just started going down this this path and making helmets. And then I made a couple of weapons like uh Storm uh Thunder strike from thor um mjolnir and stuff like that and then my buddy and eventually pulled me into making my own costume so i could go with them mm-hmm. and so i made a couple and in this costume group that i joined i would make stuff for those people but they do a lot of charitable work like they'll do uh, uh like the jogging runs that they do for autistic kids or gatherings they have for disabled or uh, make a wish type thing so i started oh, yes. going to those things and that kind of got me more into doing it than say like going to conventions mm. that's, but that's... my my love is not dressing up my love is to make the stuff yeah well you, you like i said like i've seen a couple of your work you you sent a couple of different things to different members of the leftover army and all your products look very well done and that's why i keep on encouraging you to just continue with your youtube page and keep making more cosplays and like filming it because I, I think like especially in the last 12 to 18 months with the lockdown a lot more people are, are have become interested in cosplaying and like are interested in seeing how um cosplay people make their products and you know do what they do so i just feel like it will be something that you know that even if you just post a video every now and then you would get a following and like i said th- your work is good enough to get a following and like you know, me and you've had our own private conversations and, like, you show me stuff that other people have made and I'm just like, wow, <laughs> their work is shit. Like, <laughs> if this is what they think is good, then when they see your stuff, they're going to be amazed because your work is a million times better than theirs. And I'm not even <laughs> guessing you because, like, you, I, I know you and you're my friend, but, like, like, it is just so much better than some of the, like, I don't, I can't, you know what's, like, you know when someone just makes stuff and it's just not good and then like clearly their friends have told them like oh it's amazing like you should post this on facebook and then you see it, it's like uh how do i tell this person about hurting their feelings that maybe making cosplay isn't for them or maybe they should keep practicing before they like share to the world but again you don't want to be too mean because like you know someone could it could be just them starting out or they could be just learning or some people are just delusional and think that, you know, their work is the greatest thing since 
uh, Da Vinci, but you know that's just that's just how it is sometimes. Yeah, I did like one costume contest, it, like a local one that we did here in in, uh, in California. So I was like, I'll join this con- costume contest, whatever, just to see how it is. And I took my son with me. He was dressed like Robin. I was dressed like Deathstroke, and we set we stood side by side with some of the guys. And there there is a different level of fandom when it comes to cosplay where a lot of those people are a little more socially awkward mm-hmm. so to break to break the ice with them it was a little difficult but yeah there was there were quite a few people who were dressed in costume and they're talking with each other complimenting their work and i'm looking at it and i'm like i don't know what words to say <laughs> to tell them i acknowledge that they made a costume but it's kind of sucks mm. so what's what's your favorite, give them, what's your sorry. favorite cosplay that you've made it depends. I, I really like Deathstroke because it was uh, the reason I made the armor. Um, uh, so it was a couple years ago. I was on vacation and I was looking for something to do while I was on vacation. I just had time off and didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, and on that first Monday, I got a call that uh, our supervisor at work had passed away oh, nice. in his sleep. And I worked with the guy for about 20 years. So. Mm-hmm. That whole week, I was just thinking, I was like, holy shit, it just hit me. Like, I, I, this dude, he was my mentor when I worked with him. And I spent the whole week just making that Deathstroke suit. And it, I took everything really slow and easy and steady and was like, I'm going to do the best one that I can just to kind of keep my mind off of things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, it's either that one is my favorite one, just because I think it came out really well. It fits well and everything. But I really liked the Thor one I did for C2E2 also. Yeah, that well. I haven't seen your Deathstroke on, but your your wonderful CTET looked absolutely amazing, and the Stormbreaker that you did for it as well was just on point. Yeah, I, dude, I I don't like to like really compliment myself on <laughs> stuff that I make because I see all the flaws in it. But Stormbreaker is probably one of the best Stormbreakers that I've seen people make because a lot of people missed a lot of the details on it that you wouldn't normally think about. So on on not even just on that Stormbreaker, but on that whole cosplay, how long do you think that took you to do? The Thor one, yeah. Oh shoot, it wasn't that long, right? Probably in hours wise, probably like twenty or thirty hours. Okay, total, because a lot of it was just waiting for stuff to dry and things like that. What's been? It wasn't that long. What's been your longest like product uh, product project? It would have probably been that Deathstroke one, because yeah. I think I spent uh, seven or eight hours a day for the whole week plus the weekend to do little uh, touch up stuff, and I'm still not a hundred percent happy with. It. I think I need to repaint it, but mm. it took a long time. Okay, um, so like you do a lot of the stuff yourself, obviously. Um, what's like the hardest um, part of making, let's say, a helmet? It really depends on what material you use. So if you 3D print it, it's it, it's simple and it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do it like the Thor stuff I did in uh, Deathstroke, I used out of EVA foam. So if you make a helmet, a lot of the most difficult things with a helmet is if it's intricate, you have to cut the foam at just the right angles or else it gets, it gets all wavy and it doesn't look solid. It doesn't look uh, firm like an actual helmet. It, look, it looks janky. Okay. Mm. so like if if someone wanted to get into cosplay or not even just get into cosplay but if wanted to get into like making the helmets making the guns like you know if you could go back and give yourself a piece of advice of what you know now what would that be 
Um, God, uh, take your time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think I did rush quite a bit of stuff as I was going thinking, oh, I think I can finish this in post. Mm-hmm. And I just, and you can't sometimes. Mm. And it's like, if you took like an extra two or three minutes to finish something out, then it would take you less, you know, hours to fi- finish it if you didn't fix it the first time. Okay. All right. So money, no object. Time is no object. What would be like your dream project? Uh, my, uh, I would do Ben Grimm from the Fantastic Four. Oh, wow. That, that's crazy. What, like a yeah, whole, like a whole, awesome. a whole bodysuit. Yeah, I, I would build like the frame out of PVC or something to give myself big, massive width, width, mm. and then a little, you know, build some two by four stilts, bring myself up, and just do the whole thing with foam. Uh, I think it would be fucking that would awesome. be absolutely ridiculous, though, <laughs> because it's obviously rocking everything. It's just, oh wow, right. I'd love to see it. And then I'm already, I'm already six feet tall. So if I tried to go any bigger, I could probably easily do seven feet. No, oh, if wow. not eight. Damn, yo, I would, I would actually love to see that, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, because that would just remind me of you know those like Warhammer um, cosplays that people do. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It would remind me of one of those. Yeah, that would, dude. That would be awesome. I don't know how I would transport it. You, I don't. You, I don't know. You would have to do it in like sections and in a van, no. Yeah, 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 and then kind of like every time you wanted to use, you have to like build yourself up and huh. But how, wait, okay, I was gonna say, how would you see? But I guess in the you would just have a helmet on your head, and everything else would be like the body in the frame. Well, a lot of the stuff that's that big is your head is somewhere around the chest area, and yeah. everything above it is artificial. So you could like in between the rocks, maybe, or you could build a rock that's got like a, a mesh and color that mesh with the same color as the rock so you can see through it. Mm. And then, I, I don't Or maybe make a fake Fantastic Four. Like, you could do the Ben Grimm with the tank top okay. and then just use the four. See, now I'm getting ideas. You guys, you guys are bad influences. <laughs> no, like, I think it's cool. Like, again, like, like, like I said, um, and I, I, um, for those that, you know, have me on Facebook, you'd have seen me post uh, Eric's picture of, from C2E2 and you know you can see like you put in time and work and again it would just be cool because i don't think i've seen like someone actually do like a costume ben grimm like normally it's like they've just painted themselves um so it would just be like cool to see and like you know that on that day you're gonna have to have like someone walking you around like a guide <laughs> and yeah everyone... my only question is literally my only question with those kind of things is how the hell do you pee in them <laughs> you don't <laughs> you don't no, it's yeah, dude. It's it's funny because like all the costumes that I made, my stormtrooper one and everything, I put zippers and stuff all in there and make them so that I can accessibly use the restroom. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't realize how many people in my costume group don't do that because oh, wow. they just essentially just sweat it out. Oh, and I'm my. and I'm like, that's not really good for like foam. So mm. I make sure I go to the bathroom because if you're sweating it out, your the foam soaks it up. You can't wash it out. You can Febreze it all day long, but you're gonna smell like horrible on your next venture out do you do you have any this is why you're the pioneer yeah do you have have any intention of going back to doing the the, uh, 501 first however you say that oh yeah yeah so i that that armor set that i had i got rid of it because it um it shrunk in the heat Mm -hmm. so it didn't fit my midsection anymore i don't know what happened to it Mm -hmm. i blame the armor (laughs) um but i bought (laughs) i bought another set of armor that's uh 
And the stormtroopers are all different. So I bought a Rogue One stormtrooper. It's not the same stormtrooper as like the original trilogy or anything. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but mm. it's this it's the same base costume they use for the uh, Rogue One stormtroopers and then the sand troopers they have on Jeddah on the same movie. Yeah, and then yeah. the, the remnant troopers in Mandalorian and the Mimban or wet weather troopers they have in Solo. Okay. So I can... I can make any one of those, and I'm going down towards the wet weather one in Solo. I hated Solo, but those stormtroopers with the mud and stuff all over them, and they have like a parka on them, they look really cool. So I'm going to yeah. go with that. I've already I'm got it almost all the way five. assembled. Yeah. I was going to say, I would love to see a fa phase two armor of the clone troopers. Yeah, those ones are really cool too. I got, there's some guys around here that have that, and it looks mm. fucking awesome. And then those ones that, because what they did with like Revenge of the Sith and stuff, they were able to customize their paint jobs to almost anything that they wanted. So those guys had a lot of custom costumes. Sick. <laughs> how 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 difficult is is it to be in the five hundred one first? Like, I know that your your um cosplays have to be like um what do you call it uh film worthy, but like yeah. are there are there any other requirements? Oh, there's different levels. So there's like a level one, which is like the generic. If you look good from a certain distance and then you have to do certain details to get level two or three mm. uh, and they all have to work. And then the highest level gets like the highest uh, whatever credibility in, in what you're passing in. But it also depends on the character. Like if I wanted to be Boba Fett or something, I my limitations would be very high because even if I got in, I couldn't go to events because they already have t people with tenure who are going to be Boba Fett at the conventions or yeah. the uh, things have, have the experience. But no, the, yeah, they have like limitations on every single individual piece of everything you're building. So you have to just meet the criteria. Okay. Sounds it doesn't look that hard because this, the one I've got, I'm, I'm building it right now and everything I'm building is like, it's a level three, which is the highest level. And it's pretty easy to get there. Mm -hmm. If you just take a little bit more time and some people just don't want to. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Yeah, it's no shame on them. You know, costumings, you do what you want to do. When I first started, I just wanted to be a stormtrooper. So I, I honestly didn't care. And my mentality's changed over to where I'm like, now I want it to be the best that it can be since I'm taking the time building it. Mm. So what what kind of 3D printer do you have? Do you have like the most like state of the art high end, cost like five hundred grand, or is it like a, a very, you know, <laughs> easy standard one? No, mine's just an easy, like generic standard one. The, the difference is the build plate is bigger, so I can build bigger things in one shot. Mm. Um, it's just a regular filament plastic printer. It's not like a resin printer. Okay. Uh, the resin printers, th those things are phenomenal. You don't have finishing work on it. It comes out perfectly clean. It comes out pretty quick. It just comes out small. Mm. And I took notes from like my my wife's. You know, bigger is better. <laughs> so. That's right. All right. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know. Before we move on to the questions, what what other fandoms do you have, if there are more? Oh yeah. So I'm huge in Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Love uh, Marvel. Uh, I love sci-fi. Mm -hmm. I love monster movies. Uh, so I'm in that uh, a podcast for kaiju movies. Uh, not because I initially loved kaiju movies. I just loved bad movies from the 60s and 70s, 50s and stuff that are just uh science fiction based and so i love all of that I'll, I'll go on binges where i'll just watch old 50s or 60s sci-fi movies um 
and some I I kind of toned down from horror because nobody in my house really likes to watch horror. Um, so I don't watch as much horror, but I loved watching six seventies and eighties horror movies too. That's pretty cool. What like, all right? So if you like gun to your head, what is your like favorite movie of all time? It's probably Empire Strikes Back. Mm, okay. It switches around a lot though. Some sometimes it'll be like Aliens, and then sometimes it'll be like Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Cool. All right. So we're gonna go to like the quick fire round and just answer you a couple of questions. It's basically like. Um, you know, just pick one or the other. Um, you don't need to really think about it. Um, some of them, I might ask you to like explain your answer a little bit. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of fun. So, gonna start you off. Batman or Superman? Superman. Why Superman over Batman? Uh, because uh, Superman is an inspiring symbol mm-hmm. of hope. And you, you know where you stand with Superman all the time. Batman... If you know Batman, you know where he stands. But like stepping from the outside, you don't necessarily know exactly where he stands. Mm-hmm. Like there's the a, a false um, people falsely believe they know what Batman stands for. They don't. Nice, nice. All right, Marvel or DC? Mar- or Marvel. Okay. Uh, Street Fighter, Tekken, or Mortal Kombat? Street Fighter. Oh, okay. Why Street Fighter? Uh. So Tekken, I, you got to remember, I was alive when all these games first started coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, when we we played them on hieroglyphics and stuff like that. So uh, Tekken came out really choppy, um, and I actually liked Virtual Fighter more than I liked Tekken when it came out. So Tekken's kind of really far on the on the outskirts for me. And then Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter, the 3D graphics on it, the cartoony graphics flowed a lot better, and I think it evolved. Um, very very seamlessly whereas Mortal Kombat finally now is looking good it, it now plays well but it still doesn't have that two dimensional cartoony graphics that I liked from Street Fighter okay cool 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 who was like your main character from Street, or Street Fighter who do you like play the most um Chun-Li <laughs> of course <laughs> of course why why we not? love we love Chun-Li. Yeah, Chun-Li. especially <laughs> right. the, especially the new games they made her super thick oh my days Chun-Li yeah. is mad thick we, right. we, we appreciate that <laughs> she's probably the reason why i like trading legs at a gym <laughs> <It's big. laughs> all right batman or iron man did you say batman or iron man yeah batman or iron man batman okay uh, Goku or Vegeta? I don't. I don't know. Nah, that's Dragon- I'm sorry. I don't watch Dragon Ball. Nah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Subs or dubs? Oh, that's a. Ooh, God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> subs. Yeah, that's the right answer. Wolverine or Deadpool? Wolverine. Okay. Um, the best Batman. Eaten. Okay. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Nice. That's a terrible question. <laughs> Why? Well, no. Some people <laughs> I'm are. Joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, favorite Spider Man? Tom Holland. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah. Why? What? So mine's obviously Tobey Maguire. That's like the one I grew up with, and I still yeah. enjoy his performance. Tom Holland's good. I just, you know, I just haven't fallen completely in love with him just yet. You know what's funny? It's like my favorite Spider-Man movies are the Tobey Maguire's, but I just think Tom Holland is 
uh, overall about the best alchemation of Peter Parker and Spider-Man together. No, that's fair. All right, last question. Um, are you familiar with Avatar The Last Airbender? I have seen some of it, very little. All right. If you could bend uh, one of those elements, uh, fire, earth, water, or air, which element would you bend? Uh, earth. Uh, oh, that's okay. That's an unusual one. Why earth? Because there's uh, earth and materials everywhere, even inside people's bodies. So theoretically, you could rip somebody apart, right? Mm, I've never really heard of that one day. Okay. That, that's interesting. They can, bend, they, they can bend iron, right? Uh, I think yeah. At some point they they get to some some, some, some can yeah. yeah some get to a state where they can oh, oh yeah which well, is there you go. yeah okay yeah because iron's in your body you be like a magneto in a sense yeah fair enough that's actually, you know that's I think you're the first person that said earth you know is normally like fire or water because there's there's those like the more powerful ones and like you know with the water you can blood bend and then fire you can also end up doing electricity and it's like you know everyone likes fire you know everyone likes to play with fire at some point. Yeah, I'm looking back at it like as a kid, that would have been, I would have been that. <laughs> yeah. In a heartbeat. Well, yeah, so that that, that comes out to our, our, you know, getting to know you. Um, But yeah, so like I said, today's just a bit of a light one. We, we're we just in a sense just going to shoot the shit. Um, There's a couple of questions of the day that we've been avoiding because like we've, we'll just end up making our episodes run like for five hours. So we're going to touch upon some of them uh, in a little bit. Um. But yeah, um, are you what, what anime are you watching at the moment right now? Other than Demon Slayer, if you are watching any, uh, Demon Slayer is the only thing I'm really trying to get through. Like yeah. I'm not actively watching any right now because most of the stuff that I watch, I'm trying to catch up on other stuff that's been out that I'm horrible at catching up on. Mm. Yeah, no, I'll take a leaf out his book. <laughs> Listen, I need, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna get back to take it a leaf out point. Eric's book. What 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 are you what 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 animes are you are you still watching, Martin? Um, so I'm watching Cestus, the Roman fighter, um, to your eternity, which is absolutely sick. The last episode, like, oh, it's a whole chicken. Um, I need to go on that. I'm I'm lagging. I'm lagging behind. I haven't watched anime in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Oh, bro. Um, full dive, even crappier than real life. Mm -hmm. Um, Godzilla singular points, which I was going to say is for the news, but now I'm talking about it. Um, it's going to appear on Netflix as well. Um, on June 24th. Nice. you don't have to um, wait too long to watch it on Netflix. Just binge watch on Netflix. Yeah, I'm probably um, gonna know, I'm probably gonna wait for that to come out on Netflix, and then I mm-hmm. will probably get another member of um, the Leftover Army Post uh, Leftover Army podcast to join us and review that one. Um, yeah, plus it is plus it is a kaiju yeah. um, anime, so that yeah. is what they do. That is the expertise. Get, 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 get Eric and uh, other Ex- kaiju experts on this. Yeah, that's that's the. Expertise. Oh, I'm far from an expert, <laughs> <laughs> but but you are a fan. I, I think I think we would appreciate you on again, definitely. Hundred um, sure. Def- oh, there's also the Shaman King um, remake which I'm watching, and the remake is actually a lot better in terms of animation. Actually, I- no, in terms of animation and story. How many episodes is that on now? Because I, I only watched episode um, one and I've been lagging. Nine. There's nine episodes. nine episodes have been released. Okay, that's not too bad. I can catch up on a day yep. and that. Um, so I'm a spider, so what? Um, don't um, say nothing. I haven't watched that <laughs> since like, I don't um, know, episode 24 or whatever. I am I'm so- I'm going to say that it's, 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 it's still good. It's still good. Um, I'm watching and- that tonight. Fuck it. I'm watching that tonight. Yeah, and I told you this. Uh, I think I was telling you something last night or two days ago that um, I rewatched um, 
Yujo Senki, which is the one about the, I think it was, uh, it was a businessman who got reincarnated as a little girl, like a little blonde girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she's only 10 years old and she's um, a commander in an army in an alternate um, reality. Um, so I've been watching that. Um, finished it, watched the movie as well. Um, animation, I think this was one of the first animes I realized that there's been a change in the animation style mm. um, of the current line of uh, animes. Um, and they had a movie, both both the series and the movie is amazing, so I'm hoping that season two comes out. I thought what came out, but it's just one of those uh, chibi ones, so I'm skipping those. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> literally my current... Oh, actually, no, wait, sorry. 86 and Tokyo Avengers, and that's it. Those are my current... Uh, so Tokyo in in the anime community so far it seems like Tokyo Mm. Revengers is like the one to watch for this season Mm. same way like Jujutsu Kaisen was like the anime to watch from last season Um, Mm. so other than those other than that one what other anime from this season would you say is a must watch and I should get on as soon as possible boy I say To Your Eternity but To Your Eternity is not a shonen it's not a shonen Um, it's 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 a lot more mature than um that I guess you yeah, I I guess um what people usually watch. Mm-hmm. Um just the I guess the, the story itself, because it's it is about a rock a space rock that is essentially trying to try trying to learn about life on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, it gets into fights, it becomes self aware. Um, you know, in the in the last episode um, it gained a bit more awareness. I don't want to say too much about it, mm. but um, you know, just it learning to sort of speak, it learning to sort of read, sort of understand what is danger, to, what's dangerous to it, what's not dangerous to it, that kind of thing. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, so, okay, so I, I suggest that one. All right. So right now, yeah, just looking at my anime list for the spring season, yeah, uh, mm. I've got Shaman King at the top. I've got Full Dive the Orbit Next Gen. Um, mm-hmm. Full Jive, that's RPG that's crappier than life. I've got yeah, Tokyo yeah. Avengers at 86, 86, as like yep. my top five. Where in that should I put a uh, to eternity below eighty six, below eighty six, eighty six, or should it be higher up? I think it should be higher up. So I think it should be higher up because all because all the ones you mentioned are sort of like your action type animes. Mm-hmm. Um, and more shonen type, whereas this one's more. I don't know. I don't know the right word for mature anime. I don't know whether it's um, seinen. I think is what it is, mm. um, which is aimed at obviously um, <clears throat> on older older um, people. But yeah, definitely check that one out. Right, I think I've, I've moved. I've slid yeah. that up to the top of my list. Even though I've still got anime from last season to watch, I might even yeah. just have an anime night tonight when we're done. Cause there's so much to do. I think the first one, yeah. I'm I'm a spider. So what? I'm on episode 15. How many episodes are out now? Um, 19. So I've got four episodes. Okay, yeah. I might get mm. that and skate the infinity finished. Cause mm-hmm. again, I've been slacking on my anime watching. And we've oh got wow! S- Even skate infinity, I've I've been done with that for ages. Oh now. yeah, exactly. That just shows you how far behind. I've got <laughs> like, I'll say, eight animes from last season still to finish. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a while I get, to, but I will get to it. I will get to them slowly and surely. All right, so kind of sticking with the anime themes, um, we're gonna do just a couple of the anime um, questions of the day. So, Eric, are you familiar? Well, yeah. you said you're not the most familiar with uh, Dragon Ball Z, but are you familiar with One Punch Man? Uh, I've seen a couple episodes. Okay, 
Yeah. All right. So the question for today is Goku versus Saitama. Who wins? So, uh, you know, mine, I'm going to let you go first. I'd say Saitama wins hands down. Why? Because he's a gag character. He literally takes the piss out, uh, out of um, um, just the, 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 you know, shonen tropes, which is, there's this guy who has a sad, tragic story and he gets really, really strong. And then he gets to the point where he's so strong that there's no one else that can beat him. And the only other enemies to face are, are ones that are, in a sense, stronger than him. And then he finds the, the willpower within himself, whatever, to get, get stronger and beat them up, whatever. Yeah. Saitama just says, nope, fuck all that. One punch, down, ended. It doesn't matter what your story is. It doesn't matter if you were some, some farmer's kid or... Oh, your life was like super rough, or you were destined to be the the greatest of all time in the universe, or whatever. Nope, one punch, you're dead. Finished. End of story. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm saying I'm saying Saitama just for that reason. Um, he's meant to be ridiculously strong, and no one can match up to him. Just like um, um, oh, I can't I can't remember her name. I think it was, it was an android. Um, made by the same guy who made uh, uh Dragon Ball Z, by the way. And during one of the episodes, it turned out that either she was again ridiculously stronger than uh goku i think her name was um i want to say areli or or any something along those lines um when it comes to be i'll let you know but yeah that's my answer all right i am also gonna go saitama uh very similar reasons that you've given in a sense that he's a troll character like his his powers in a sense that he can beat everything within one punch do you know what i mean like um with a character like that, the writers can just write any kind of bullshit. And as long as he hits them with one punch, because we've seen that like he's super fast, he's super strong, he can take mm-hmm. hits, like, and, and that's with him like not even trying. So, you know, if he just went off Goku and just went from from the from jump and he lands one punch in him, Goku will just basically explode into a billion pieces because that is the the trope of that character. Now, if you just took it into like just in a little bit more serious like obviously everyone knows that goku's like the king of all anime and then he has like super plot armor where he would just go super saiyan 10,000 and find a new form and uh and then come compete and come and, and win a fight that way but like mm. i said i'm gonna I'm give it to saitama just ever so slightly um eric with your limited knowledge on both characters who would you think <laughs> would win <laughs> so i have seen some dragon ball i've never like followed it um, but I, I think a lot of the character tropes that come with Goku is like he gets his ass kicked to the point where he has to become more powerful. Yeah. yeah. And then like Saitama is just that his crutch is that he's that powerful. Mm-hmm. So I think he just one punch and he's going to be like, he could probably just like, I don't know. I guess Goku would get mad at him for not going down. So Goku would have to do his charge up power or whatever. But while he's doing that, he's going to get just one punch and get knocked out. Yeah, like he, exactly. he's going to just be done. <laughs> There's no recovering. That's just it, though. There's no recovering from that. It's mm. not like he takes that punch and then he comes back. He takes that punch and he's done. Mm. So I, yep. there's no way Goku's gonna win. Nice. Plus, Saitama's not gonna wait freaking three episodes for him to the No way. Def- definitely not. <laughs> right. So obviously, like as as we sit here, the three of us are you know fairly big fans of anime. Obviously, me and Martin more so um, than, than most. So the, I'm, I'm gonna let Eric like take the lead of this one, and well, not the lead, but I'm gonna let Eric give his answer first. But what is it about Asian and especially Japanese culture that draws us to it? God, I don't know. I, I think it's the artificial belief of their um, of their belief system that like maybe we made it into some sort of mythical fantasy that it's bigger than what it really is, and we just want to be enthralled by 
everything and that's mysterious about it that we don't know about. And I think we've built it up over the years to be bigger and more than what it really is. And it's something that's bigger than a part of what we are. And we want to be a part of that. That's a very good answer. Mine, what's, what's, what's your take on that one? How do I even follow that up? <laughs> exactly. That's that's the, that's why I made you go next. Um, right. For me, I think that anime, in a sense, anime is what was literally my introduction to uh, Japanese culture. I guess Asian culture at large, especially Southeast Asian culture. Um, I think it's just for me. It just it just it really grabbed my attention from. You know, watching back in the day, like I said, since I mentioned SWAT Cats, but also, um, you know, He Man um, and Masters of the Universe, um, even Tom and Jerry, just, just, there's something about anime that I really enjoyed. I think that my introduction, my, I think my proper introduction into anime was the um, Final Valley fight in Naruto, mm. where it was Sasuke versus um, Naruto. And right there, then I said, cool. I don't know what this animation style is. Um, I don't know if it's an American cartoon or whatever, but I need to watch that. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me really into into anime. Um, also, I saw Beyblade again. Beyblade again was something that I knew straight away that this is not your run of the mill um, um, sort of Western animation style. Because um, then again, I mean, back then they were also showing things like um, Justice League Unlimited. Um so yeah, it was just something about it, something about the stories, which were, in a way, just different from what you get in Western um, cartoons, and that's what really got me into it. Um, and Eric, like you said, it probably for me, I just made it um, me being a fan of it and everything like that. And you know, I guess Asian culture being a bit of a mystery to me as well. Maybe I've, I myself have you know made it bigger than what it actually is, um, but it's still something that draws me to it and. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look into actually Japanese culture, things like that now, um, I really do appreciate different. I, I really do appreciate that, you know, vastly different culture uh, from mine. I'm a bit of myself. I am Ghanaian. Um, I'm also British, English. So I have these two cultures. And then I have, you know, an introduction to a completely different culture. And it just, it just grips me. Um, so I guess that's that's what really draws me to uh, to uh, Japanese, and then when a wide aspect of Asian culture, just that it's so vastly different. I've just sort of maybe built up this fancy in my head about it being bigger than what it actually is. But I like it. I enjoy it, and hopefully people see that I'm actually just you know I appreciate the culture more than me just I don't know. <laughs> just <Yeah. not> fantasizing <laughs> about it if that makes sense so i'm like looking back at what you said and it, a lot of it has like i grew up way earlier so you were introduced like naruto and i yeah. grew up with japanese culture from like watching ultraman and then robotech mm. and the funny thing is when you compare you were comparing some of the uh more americanized uh animation to japanese is they yeah put a lot that like their heart and soul and love is in that product versus ours it's it's the 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 money mm. that they can make mm. from it so the quality and the and the soul is in their products versus what's in like the stuff that we produce here in the states and i think that helped grab me to it too i can see that mm. so i can definitely see that I, I think for me it will start with like martial arts um just you know i've always you know been drawn to martial arts movies um action um 
and so stuff like ninjas, samurai, um, the the bushido, the codes. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff is. Mm. I've always been fascinated by it, and it was a culture where, like, for the most part, like everyone in Japan just seems like super nice. Like literally, they bow to you if like the bus driver's late. The bus driver will pretty much just get out and be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." Like here's a letter to take to work. Like, and everything just runs on time. And like you know, like. It's a little bit like when the French court they have like a saying of joy de vie in it, which is like the joy of life in it. Like I feel like the Japanese have that, and like it feels like everything that they do, they just do better. Like it's just more efficient. Like even with like their movies, and when we talk about anime, it's just like it's just more colorful. The same way like I oh, get yeah, like we get sports movies and stuff like that, and they're good, and I enjoy them. But like you know, the Japanese will take a like a baseball anime. And it will just make you go through all the ranges of emotions. Like at one point, you'd be scared for the character, you'd be crying for the character. Like, and I feel they just do that so much better than we do over here in the West. And and again, it's just like it, it's just seeing something just so different. Like obviously, every culture has their own nuances and things that make them uh, their culture in it. But like, I feel like, like I said, I feel like the Japanese just take it to a thousand and. I've just always enjoyed everything about it. And like, especially with the anime, there is literally an anime for everyone, for everything. There's mm. animes for people that like food. There's animes for people that like sports. There's romance, there's action, there's sci-fi, there's drama. And then even like in in their live actions, you know, they, they bring these weird and interesting things. And it's just something that, I've always been drawn to like and obviously the older I get the more like I I just like watching Japanese things I I just like hearing them talk like and again that's why you know I, I'm a bit of an anime purist like I like hearing the Japanese voices and you know that's why a lot of times I will watch things in subs and because I feel like when we get the dubs they I feel like they think that because we're in the west that we want high-pitched teenagers and you know that is what our kids will will um mm-hmm. re- relate to and without not realizing that actually if they left the voices or made the uh english vo- voice actors have the similar kind of tones as the japanese voice actors we will still appreciate like yeah i, I get with some kids things they need to make it energetic because it's for young children but not all of them need to be like that and like you know, in recent times, stuff like Netflix have done a really good job, like with their Castlevanias, their their Dota animes, where it's not been like, oh my gosh, like yeah, like it's not been that. Yeah. You know, they've kind of been like, actually, we can just give them normal tones and and run of it, and it works. And and then also as well, like just their country just seems so vibrant. Like you know, where else do you have like a whole thing where you have like the cherry blossoms, like? It's a whole, there's a season, like, and you just, it just looks so pretty and, like, just so nice. And, like, their culture, their architect, like, everything about it just, for, for me, just draws me to it and makes me appreciate it. Like, I honestly cannot wait to, you know, where's a time that I can go out there for maybe two, three weeks and try and visit, like, the shrines and, like, go to, go to, um, uh, see, go somewhere I can see someone make a katana. Like, just, like, even their weapons are just different and, like, you know, like they have kunai's on a string and like uh, it, it again like everything about it is just has sucked me in and like i really appreciate it. and 
the more I watch, um, not even just like anime, like again, we watched that Age of Samurai documentary, the more interested I get, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'd been, I'd been watching anime for a while when I was like in college, and I used to always see them drink sake, and I was like, you know what? One of these days, I'm gonna go somewhere, I'm gonna order sake, and I'm gonna taste it. And if I did, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it tasted like hot water, but I was gassed because I was like, <laughs> I'm drinking sake, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's really cool. Like, I, f- I felt like I was, you know, embracing like my love for that country, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's definitely something like when I have my own place, like, I probably will, you know, get some books and like, not just anime, like, obviously, I want to have my anime and manga collection. But just like some normal books anyway, um, and and there and and just try and learn more of the culture and embrace it a bit more. Definitely, um, and just to just to add as well, um, again with, with with that appreciation of culture comes um, me watching, for example, um, there's there's a series on um, on Netflix um, about I think we spoke about this on the on the last book, um, sorry, a couple of recorders ago. Um, it's to do with the history of the um, Warren States, Japanese uh, Warren States, the Warren period. Um, and again, it's, just like, it's, it's to do with the history. And again, it just makes me, it helps me to understand better just sort of, you know, the work ethic and how that has, you know, sort of flown through from that period to now, uh, where they put it into, um, you know, they put it into work, they put it into their life, etc. Um you know, and I guess on a broader scale, it flew into Chinese uh, culture as well with their own histories, um, even 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 Korean culture. Um, yeah, I find all of that fascinating. And again, and an even broader scale, um, while I was younger, I was watching a lot of Bollywood movies as well. And Bollywood movies had some very, very good action scenes for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess Asia as a whole, I just, you know, I really enjoyed their culture. Um uh, because it's, it's just vastly different, and the histories are vastly different from um, what I what I know about in the West. So, yeah, all that just draws me to it, and you know, I guess anime and stuff just, just for me just lets me zero in on Japan in particular. Mm. So, like, just this is a this is a separate question, but kind of ties in with like mm-hmm. culture and stuff. So, you know, let's let's take for example Attack on Titan. Um, we get. A lot of anime where like the Japanese portray their characters very westernized. Now, do we feel like that is you know the animators appealing to the West? Because obviously, if you can succeed in the Western markets, you gain more money. Or is that because you know Japanese anime characters are meant to be kind of like racially ambiguous? And I'm um, go on, Martin. I'm, I'm gonna let you take that first. So you think that with anime it's more for it to be ambiguous um i mean i, I was watching this um youtube video and um, i can't remember what anime um i think it was maybe a, like a, a like a list of animes that they were showing right uh to uh, or anime characters they were showing to uh people in japan and people in japan were saying oh this person looks like she's from russia because of her hair and stuff like that um out of all the uh characters they showed only a couple of people said, "All right, this person's Japanese because you know the because of her clothing and her mm. and her hair color stuff like that." Besides that, um, characters that were supposed to be, um, how I say, it's were supposed to be, say, I guess Europe from from Europe. Mm. <clears throat> um, they were saying that actually, no, this person seems to be from maybe uh, 
Korea or something or something. Um, characters that were Japanese, they thought that oh no, they're definitely Westernized because they're definitely from um, Western countries because of the way they're drawn or whatever. So, um, I think it's done so that you know just racially ambiguous, which I think um, allows anyone to enjoy anime because you're not concerned about where this person's from. Um, obviously, for um, so for certain um, settings, you can tell that okay. This setting is definitely sort of like based on Germany. So, of course, you're going to have people with blonde hair and stuff like that. But mm. on the wider scale, if you're watching something like Gundam, you don't really care where people are from. You just know they're from Earth. That's it. Yeah. Um, if it's Naruto, for example, you just know that, okay, they're just from a village somewhere based in Japan. But then you have, I don't know, the, is it the um, cloud village or whatever that you have or characters who are actually black, that kind of thing. Mm. I mean... Yeah, I think it's done in a way just to you know invite everyone to just watch the anime for what it is, and that's just a, a, a good series. I think I think it, it. I think because we're like on the outside looking in, we just assume that a lot of the characters are meant to be Japanese, um, and that's like kind of like why there was a bit of outrage when um, I want to say Scarlett Johansson played um, uh, what's the not Blade Runner? What's the one? Oh, um, Ghost, Ghost in the Shell. Yes, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, in the yeah. shell. But if you actually watch like Ghost in the Shell, she's not made to be uh, Japanese. She's made to be white to like blend in with that society. Do you know what I mean? And you know, again, like going back to, to Attack on Titans, like they are meant to be like you know they're like German, they're Russian, like they're all from different nations. It just happens mm-hmm. to be, and I actually feel like the Japanese actually do probably a better way of showing represent like different representations for the most part than than other people. Other than sometimes when they do black people like Mister Popo, and then it's just a bit, it's just a bit wild because they're doing it basically blackface with the big pink lips. Um, but I think unless you like go and like sit down with the authors, and actually ask them that question, you won't know because I. I, I, I I vaguely remember there was an article long time ago. It was like Naruto was basically like American. Um, Sasuke was actually like representing J- Japan, and then Sakura was like Eastern Europe or something like that. So like, yes, it was set in like like you said, it was set in um, a world where there's ninjas, but like it wasn't. Um, it didn't make out like Konoha was just you know Japan. Like it was meant to just be yeah. a poor representation. Um, uh, Eric, what 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 you what's what's your take on that? What what do you think? I don't just looked at it like because I've known some people that have been to Japan and stuff, and it's almost like they have an an, an adoration for the look of some, the ways a lot of Western society people look like the blonde hair, red hair, but like blonde hair is the most um, attractive hair color to Japanese, not maybe sexually, but the most, you know, they, they like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've always just pictured a lot of it is they like to make their characters look the way they like people to look. And some of it may not be like a white person, but the blonde hair is like a big thing. Mm. Um, but like Ghost in the Shell, do um, the same thing with you is like, I knew that wasn't supposed to be a, a Japanese person, but I thought it was a dumb movie um but yeah it's it's hard in animation to to get across what you want people to think mm. that a character is so yeah they go, fall back to very stereotypes that with the uh, with about black people where it looks horrible mm. and it looks offensive yeah versus being able to just put it across there like um did you guys ever see dot hack sign yes yep. i did 
See, a lot. I think a lot of the representation for the characters, the way they drew a lot of those, was very respectful mm-hmm. and had a very diverse cast. And I, I honestly, I didn't care watching that what everybody was supposed to be. They were just supposed to be who they were, and mm. I thought that was yeah. really good. And I don't know if they did that to try to broaden their diversity to make it more appealing to the to the West, but. There's definitely some animes that do do that for the quick buck, but the yeah. ones that have good heart and soul that are good movies that stand on their own and that withstand the test of time, you can kind of tell that they don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a market where they want the quick buck. They want to lure Western society in. And then there's the other sides that's like Western society is just going to be uh, find us appealing and they're going to come anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, no. yeah. Not like my fucking kids probably watch an anime right now. He's got Crunchyroll. What's the <laughs> term for those pe- the kids that like love anime? There's like a just, term. Just weebs. Oh, uh, weeb, weebs. Yeah, or, that's, uh, yeah. Otoku, otoku's, or I can't remember say right. Well, Japanese is uh, otaku's. Yeah, otaku's. Yeah, we yeah, weebs. Yeah. Has, has he got? Has he got his own wife? Wife you though. <laughs> Dude, he's got a Discord where they rate them and they get points and they trade them. So he's got some. I don't wow. know what. <laughs> wow. And I went up there. <laughs> I might need to be invited to that Discord. <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll, I could get you an invited to it. It's Yo, like right here on my stupid yeah, thing anyway. I'm but it's funny. Get... I, I go up there. I'm like, here, type this name in. And it's like no points. And I'm like, that was a hot girl in anime when I watched anime. Yeah. This is bullshit. It's, 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 it's changed. But I need, it, I need to be invited to that as yeah, well. Yeah, I might need to get invited to that Discord. Because um, like every every new season, there's like a, a new waifu. There's a new hot chicken anime. I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's the same. There's like, um, is it was it Goju? The guy from Jujutsu Kaisen, the, the sensei. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like everyone, ooh, like uh, uh, obviously I'm generalizing, but all the women were going nuts over him because, like, he was like the new sexy Kakashi character. Kakashi, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the same way that we like lost over these anime female characters is the same way some of the women in the anime community will be losting over the the male characters. So it, it, it's funny mm. to see. I'm not. I, I've gone beyond the stage where I'm gonna get a waifu pillow, but I will probably have <laughs> like when I have my little man cave. I probably will have. You know, a couple of posters. Um, like I, because obviously Code Geass is my favorite anime. Karen mm-hmm. and Cece are like were my like my babes when I was um, watching uh, those animes. There. Have you guys ever been to an anime convention? Um, well, I've um, been to, I've been to like the equivalent of C two E two in the UK, and it's it is a little bit more heavily anime based than um, C two E two. But there is there is one that's like anime and gaming, but I've never been to that one. And hopefully, with the world reopening, that might be one that I'll finally hit up. All right, I've been to one called Hyper Japan. Um, it's more a celebration of Japanese culture than it is cosplaying. But you do get cosplayers that go there. Um, a lot of cosplayers that go there. Um, in a broader sense, I mean, you can go there to get um, Japanese um, exports. So you have, um, you know. The, the beers, the wines, the spirits, the food. clothing, foods. Um, and then they have game and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they have also the cosplay and stuff as well, um, which is absolutely insane. Um, yeah, so that's that's where I've been. It's, uh, I think that, it's, probably, it's probably the only, cos, that only cosplaying events I went to, um, cosplaying inverted commas, because it um, encapsulates so much more. Yeah. Um, 
but I absolutely loved it. I I, I think I went there maybe. 10 or 11 a.m. and didn't leave till closing because yeah, it's just that good. Hi- Hyper Japan's um, another one that I've always either forget about or miss because just mm. you know it's not as popular as um the MCM Comic Con, um, yeah, which is yeah. run by the same people that do C2E2. Um, there's also the London, the London Film Con as well, but again, that's more geared to London, um, to actual the movie industry. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, Hyper Japan is definitely saying that I want to I go because it's just to see more people that like are in love with the anime culture and in recent years like when you know in recent years anime is now super mainstream and super popular yeah whereas you yeah. know probably yeah. like when we were growing up probably even more so you eric growing up like it was like seen as super nerdy and uncool where now you've got people like yeah. michael b jordan and samuel jackson talking about you know they like anime and you've got like NFL players doing anime celebrations and talking yeah. about they, how they like anime and they've like incorporated this like Corey Book anime style into some of their adverts and stuff. So it's now in a sense cool to like anime. It's now in a sense cool to go to these conventions and you know, you can express it. You don't have to like hide your anime um, content unless it's like obviously the etchies and the hentais where you might have to hide that in the back corner somewhere but um, <laughs> for the most part it, it's so much more accessible and it's so much more um, recognised as an actual thing mm. it's not seen as just like oh you like kitty cartoons well in a kitty cartoon you don't get a, a a guy decapitate someone's head off and then start drinking their blood like you know if I put that on for a five year old that five year old's going to be traumatised <laughs> for the rest of their life Um so yeah. it's it's nice seeing the change. There's like the stigma has changed, and um, people are realizing that actually, you know, this stuff is is beyond, um, is beyond just for kids. Like, I, and I, I feel like also as well, like the works of uh, Studio Ghibli has shown like this is like the level of animations. This is the level of storytelling. Like, it's detailed. It's not just like a fun kids show. Like, it's so much more. And like I honestly do hope that it continues to grow and it continues to like um be shown amongst a, a broader community. And I feel like, you know, the Funimation, the Crunchyrolls and the Netflix are doing a fantastic job of like buying anime products and, and bringing it over to the West and getting more people to enjoy it and getting more people to experience it. And um it's just a fabulous world because like I like I said, it's it's like the movie industry. The same way there's a movie for everyone, it's it's the same with mm-hmm. anime, like literally whatever you want you could potentially find and even like someone for me that's let's say is an action junkie every once in a while i'll watch one that's like really kiddie really childish and aim for like five-year-olds and i will literally just be enjoying it and anime is probably like the only thing that i watch nowadays where you know i will just randomly start getting emotional and tearing up because like the main character who's been getting his ass kicked for like 20 episodes has finally mastered his ability <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't even win he just like gets powered up once and i'm just like i'm so happy he's becoming a man and like i just start shedding you are, tears you are, you are describing deku perfectly well yeah deku yeah they, they, i'm not gonna lie when i first watched my hero academia and deku started to power i was like oh my gosh he started to grow i was like i just got so emotional but then you even got like um the um uh, a silent voice like those ones are like proper emotional hard hitting um mm-hmm. you know they're more for their story you've got like the romance ones you've got you even you've even and like again japan's weird because like they're not 
they're not a very sexual nation, but at the same time, they're a very sexual nation. Um, you know, because like they've, you know, had Yaoi and Yuri being a thing for like the longest time. And it's, you know, it's, it's out there for the world. And for anyone that doesn't know what Yaoi and Yuri means, um, I, I always get this mixed up. I think Yaoi is girl on girl love and Yuri. Um, no, no, Yaoi is boy and boy love. Okay, Yaoi is boy and boy love and yeah. Yuri is girl on girl love. Like that's something that they've had for years. Do you know what I mean? And like it, it, it's, there's a lot of that content out there. And, you know, again, sometimes like, again, like, when like people watch Japanese pools, like they always like um, fuzz out the penis because like they're just like, so they make out they're like, so um, what's the word? Not prudish, what? but like, so that's that. I guess you could say prudish, couldn't you? Yeah, I guess they could say they were so prudish, yeah. but then at the same time, yeah, when you watch their anime, some of them like, you know, they're, they're constantly bursting out of their dress and constantly doing unnecessary panty shots and stuff like that. So it's just a, uh, uh, they're just a, a, a weird culture sometimes with certain things. Yeah, well, Dude, there's like, there is something else about the culture, not just Japanese culture, but like we went, I took my kids to, Fanime, which is, I think, the nation's largest just pure anime convention ran by fans. Mm -hmm. And the people there are completely different than, like, the people you would see at, like, a C2E2. Mm -hmm. They're they're inviting. They're welcoming. Um, The convention, it took us three hours to get into the convention. Oh, wow. Um, Wow. Yeah. This was when my kids first were into Sword Art Online. I got pictures of them in costume as Kirito and... uh, it was Asuna, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they dressed up. So they're in costumes at this convention and three hours in line was, it was horrible. Mm. Um, but when we get in, like we got food right away. Cause we're like, dude, we've been having eight for five hours. So yeah. we sit down and there's like nowhere to sit. And there's some young group of like early 20 year old people who are in costume completely get up they're sharing seats just to get my kids seats to sit down and we sat down and they're interactive with us and people are just walking oh, by man. saying stuff and interactive they're all friendly they all want to tell us about the anime that you're, they're into mm. and it, it didn't stop all day long everybody was like that the whole time where it's like you go to see 2e2 and you're like hey did you see the new justice league movie and you're like i'm a Marvel person <laughs> or i'm a star Wars, and it's like they fight you or like don't talk to me or whatever mm. and like with the exception that like there were a couple of things that you know, it was tough because my kids were probably like around 10 11 12 mm-hmm. um that there was chicks that like the line wrapped around a hallway and it was a huge hallway and there was a chick that was dressed in almost nothing with a full photo shoot going on in the middle oh wow i liked it i was fine with it yeah i was <laughs> fine with it but and then they had like a dude walked by the guy came to the convention with a full backpack of stuff he was going to buy or sell i don't know but he brought his anime pillow with him <laughs> and my there's always my son one. was yeah my son was like i want to go buy one of those i'm like no, i'm not buying you one of those <laughs> but like the whole atmosphere oh, and everything yeah. in anime the fans and everything are so much better mm. It's like such a positive vibe. So if you ever get a chance to go to just a strictly anime convention, you got to go, dude, because everybody there is so much. It's something about the culture. Like like I said before, like if it's something we artificially elevated to something that it's not, mm. it doesn't matter because they're the, the fans are on that elevated level of, of love for the fandom and the people who love it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That, that, like, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, so obviously, like this kind of ties in one of the questions here and I've 
I've always been fortunate that um, in my nerdy group, I've always had a couple of like female friends that have been into anime as well. So I've never necessarily had to, I've never felt the need to like be a gatekeeper and be like, oh, you like anime? Name me five animes or tell me what Goku's power level is. Like I've never really had to do that. And I've never really seen that happen. But every once in a while you hear stories about like, uh, I'm not gonna say like women feeling a bit out of place or feeling a bit, pressured in the anime community because they feel like they're being gate gatekeeped um what's what's your opinion on that eric oh dude you're completely right there's like levels that are just verbal levels that like we use like you said weeb Mm -hmm. and all the other ones that that's just a title that they throw at people Mm -hmm. but that's not like a title that people stand on like in other fandoms it's like i'm a star wars fan Mm -hmm. if i tell you i'm a star wars fan like here's the here's the really bad thing and it's it's terrible I'm I'm a 45-year-old white middle-aged man. So when I say I'm a Star Wars fan, no one's going to argue it. Mm. And they shouldn't ever argue it. But if my yeah. wife were to say she was a Star Wars fan, they would interrogate her. Yeah. They would interrogate her. Well, I'm a so, huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> but this is a thing that seems so <laughs> weird because huge. like I've like, maybe I've I don't know if I've done it subconsciously, but I've never met a girl and then been like, "Oh, so you like anime and then like, you know, gotten her to like prove that she likes anime. I might have questioned her in terms of like what anime she likes to find out if we have anime in common. Mm-hmm. And I might like, yeah. you know, what do you like? Because again, like it's very easy because like certain animes, like a lot of the shonens, for example, like the Naruto's and the Bleach and that, you know, that mm-hmm. genre is generally aimed at young boys. But then I can't remember. I, I want to say Senin's the one that's aimed at young girls, to be honest. Um, but then there's, you know, but I'm not going to turn around and be like, well, if you like, you know, do you like this? Because no one's ever going to tell me, yeah, oh, you know, you can't watch Sailor Moon because you're a boy. You can't watch card captures because, do you know what I mean? Like, and I, yeah. and because I've never, exp- like, again, I can't argue because I've never experienced it. But like, I've, I feel bad for women when they do experience it. Like, do you know what I mean? And again, it's for me, it's nicer now because it's so open where like, do you know what I mean? Where, you know, if, if I was in a dating world back in the 90s and I said to a girl, like, I like anime, they'll be like, well, <laughs> go away, you nerd. Do you know what I mean? But then yeah. on the flip side, I feel like if back in, in, in the 90s, if, if a girl said to me that you, you she likes anime, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm not going to question her how deep her knowledge. I'm just going to be really excited that there's a girl that actually likes anime. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I, I hate, and it's, it's probably the same with like yeah. a, a lot of women in nerd and pop culture um things anyway, where they feel that kind of pressure, where they've got to prove themselves. And I, I hope we get to a stage where that doesn't happen. And like, you know, the same way, like I can openly say that I, I love anime. Um, People, you know, don't question it and like, don't think it like, you know, oh, well, if you like anime, you must sit in your closet um at, you know, watching anime, you don't leave your house and, you know, that's all you do. Like, I hope that women get to a stage where they can just be like, well, I like anime or I like Star Wars or I like Marvel. And then no one goes, oh, well, if you like Mar- Marvel, uh, tell me what happened in Iron Man issue 76. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, and it's sad that yeah. some women go through that, but it's hard for me to like, I emphasize, but it's hard for me to say because like, the women that are, I'm around, I've never seen them have to go through that. Or they've not, they've never had to go through that around me and my friends. So 
it's, it's just it's, so yeah what's what's like give me like what's your take on the the gatekeeping on anime so to speak yeah it's it's i i don't like any of that to be honest because mm-hmm. it's like it, it it belittles like i've seen i when i went to that like i said i went to that uh anime convention the people i sat with were early 20 year old people right i didn't judge them for what they looked like or anything but as they were talking they started talking about they were teachers and one girl was going to school to be a doctor and i'm like okay there's a teacher and a doctor like anime mm. no big deal a lot of the people like I, nobody would have thought that like i would have been like a a blue collar um warehouse supervisor dressed up as fucking thor you know mm. so i kind of break the mold a little bit to where I, I i hate when people are are like that it's like this person likes what they like yeah like you you can't everybody just likes what they like you can't like just pin them on what they should like based on who they are it's like uh, look look at you you play football yeah so so am i supposed to say you can't like anime mm. it's it's just it's just messed up yeah it's just yeah. i i did what's really bad is like i did uh i went to a c2e2 dressed up as u.s agent you know the best captain america um <laughs> so i because i i'm like i normally would just do an obscure character so mm. i did dress up like one like like u.s agent it wasn't even fucking captain america then yeah. somebody came up there was he was right next to me he was dressed as some marvel dude too and somebody came up and was like hey captain america can i get a picture i'm like yeah sure so i took a picture and the dude said something like yeah they don't even know like that's not captain america's real suit i'm like no it's not like mm. i knew you were a captain america yeah just not just not his regular suit i'm like you know what asshole <laughs> i'm not captain america i'm u.s agent totally different fucking character mm-hmm. and i kind of made him look a little like Bad. quit fucking judging people yeah exactly exactly like he was like i'm on my high horse because i know and i'm like well actually you don't know and mm. you're not on a high horse so sorry yeah. buddy yeah so the reason why i posed this question was because on tiktok there was a, a black woman who was cosplaying and you went through the comments section of her videos and it was a lot of people saying that oh this character isn't even black so why are you cosplaying her in this way x y and z it was all just based on for this what this for this particular case it was all based on on skin color mm-hmm. um um so obviously i'm or maybe not obviously to some people but i'm i'm also of the mind that let every let everyone cosplay how they want to cosplay do yeah. you know what i mean because at the end of the day cosplay for me is an appreciation of of the work that you know that um or was it that artists and um directors have you know, inspire people to want to dress up as. Do you know what I mean? All of it is just yeah. like the appreciation of that. So rather than bogging down to details of, oh, you're a black, you're a black person. Why cos? Why don't you cosplay mm. a black person? Just cosplay whoever you want to cosplay. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, definitely. Um, I, sorry, God. Yeah. Um, and what I appreciate about this is that before, because I'm sure you guys didn't know that this is where the question, this is why this question was posed. But I like that the fact that you know, you guys are similar minds as well. As in, if the if the uh, if the women, for example, who like anime, that they should be shy about it. Uh, we actually appreciate that. You know, <laughs> that they actually enjoy anime and stuff mm. like that. It gives us something more to talk about. Um, if someone's not even a huge fan of it, um, and it just knows something small about it, rather than interrogating them about, oh, do you really love anime, or are you just in it for whatever, whatever, whatever? We just let them get on with it, and you know. Well, at the end of the day, we're all community 
um, you know, who who love anime and want or manga and want to show appreciation of that, and even you know other works like Star Wars and stuff like that. Just we all appreciate this. Let's just all you know come come together to enjoy this this type of work. So mm. I'm, not, I'm I'm not gonna lie, it is a little bit hard. Like obviously, I'm now in a sense over it, but like when I was younger and I was like looking to cosplay, I did feel like it would it was a little bit. I don't know if uncomfortable, it might, but if it did feel like a little bit overbearing to like cosplay as in a sense non-black characters because like a lot of the Japanese characters are of of white skin color, and you know, I also do think like it's harder for you look to for you to look the part in a sense when you are black, but at the same time, you know, like you said, cosplay what you want to cosplay and like feel as long as you can like, you know, you're wearing the outfit of that person. And you can tell that you look like that person, then you're you're fine in it. Um, because like my very first cosplay wasn't um wasn't even uh, anything anime. I went as a member of Organization Thirteen from Kingdom Hearts. Do you know what I mean? And literally, I bought the cloak and I had the chains and stuff. I didn't even have a keyblade, and I just walked around and like people recognized me for for the character that I was, and and you know, I didn't get no awkward questions and. Um, la- I think not last year, but a couple of years ago, I was gonna go as Kenpachi, and I ordered my um goatee thirteen um outfit. It just came like t- many sizes too small. But if it had mm. come, I you know I would have felt that people would recognize because obviously I'm wearing a Shimigami robe. I had bought myself a black um wig that I was gonna spike up, and I had gone eye patch, and I felt like you know again if I put it all together. Even though I, you know, I I don't match Kim Patchy's skin color, people would have got it. It could have been very easy for me to like maybe cosplayers like Tosin or or um I can't remember any of the other Bleach characters, but it would have been very easy for me to let's oh, say cosplay <laughs> or yeah or Chad. It was very easy for me to cosplay Tosin, but that's not a character I like. Like I I yeah, love yeah. Kampachi. Kampachi's it has been my go-to guy from ages. Do you know what I mean? And even like. In the future, like, I might want to do a cosplay as the Plunderer because, again, he carries around a big giant sword and he wears this, like, mm. amazing-looking, like, red trench coat kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? And and I think that also goes the same with, like, people that are plus size. Um, You know, like, yeah, you may not look identical to the character, but, like, I've seen some amazing um, plus size or, and, and uh, um, cosplays. And, you know, if you feel comfortable in your skin then don't be afraid to cosplay like yeah do you know what i mean like you're, even if and this is the this is a little bit of the knowing thing about not just like the, the community but like just the world in general you can do something here yeah, that is probably amazing yeah and then there'll be one dickhead out there to be like oh well actually that logo should be three centimeters to the left and and five centimeters above your 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 chest plate, like you're always gonna get one dick that's gonna like overanalyze yeah. and be like, oh, well, you know, it's not it's not super accurate because actually, they, do you know what I mean? Then like, it's long. Like, if let people like, I honestly just feel like let people have fun as long as they're not like being racist or um, being homophobic and and like go like being offensive to a certain a certain people. Like let them cosplay it. Let them have fun with it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we've seen people mm. that are, let's say, white cosplayers, black characters, without having to put black face, black face on, and they've nailed it. And you fully know that this is the character, and you appreciate the fact that you know what they they like like this black character. And obviously, they're not black, but they've 
cosplay, they've honored that character, and it and it goes in the other direction as well. And I feel like, as you know, the more people get into cosplay, the more technology improves, and the more like people can make their own stuff, or you can get things quite cheaply because a lot more people are now making and selling cosplay or doing videos online of tutorials of how to make cosplays. Like the cosplay world will continue to blow up, and if anyone's out there listening, yeah, do it. It is a lot. Like, do it, and then I tell you now, yeah, you will feel like a rock star because the first time I went to like a, a, in a cosplay, yeah, literally every 15, 20 minutes, a random person or a random kid will be like, "Can I take a picture of you?" I was like, "Do you even know what I'm cosplaying?" They're like, "No, but you look cool, and I want to take a picture." And <laughs> it, it just enhance. It honestly, it just enhances your day because, like I said, you will get random people coming up to you just saying, "Look, can I get a picture of you?" or like what, what, like some people if they don't know they're just like oh who are you meant to be and you tell them like oh i you know i don't know what it is but you know you look good in your outfit you look good in your cosplay because there's plenty of times that i've seen characters i'm like i have no clue who this character is from i've just been like hey i like your outfit can i take a picture of you and after you're just like oh what is it and then obviously nowadays with smartphones sometimes i just take a little note of it and when i get home i just google i'm like oh okay i see what they were going from Mm. And yeah. when yeah. I when I went to the costume contest that I was in, there was dudes that like when I told you they kind of looked a little janky. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell them because they're constant, they're complimenting each other and they're getting to know each other. Yeah. But and I friended a couple of them on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until this one guy who he his costume was like really bad. He like mm-hmm. would just it looked bad, mm-hmm. but he loved it. So whatever. But yeah. but it wasn't until he got on social media and started complaining that he lost to me mm-hmm. and how better his costume was that I commented. These are oh. kind of the flaws in your costume that you should probably work on. And mm-hmm. you need to hide this or, or do that or put a little more work here or there that he got angry. Uh. And I'm like, I was trying to give you constructive criticism mm-hmm. because you were obviously mad that you thought you had a better costume. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, what a dick. <laughs> but that's, but this, this, this is what I'm saying. Like, you will get someone that, like, you will, you, unfortunately, like, this is human nature, you know? You will get people that, in a sense, yeah. are haters. Like, they don't want to see other people be happy. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a shame. But, like, like we said earlier, for the most part, in the anime community, um, there is a lot of banner, but I don't think there's, well, from my viewpoint anyway, um, there's not that there's not as much toxic toxicity as there is in other like fandoms like let's say for example star wars like there yeah. there there can some be some really toxic fans in the star wars community and just people that are just really shit on each other for no reason and like i said man like if you want to cosplay do it like it's fun if you're someone that's you know a bit a bit um heavy set like i am still do it like even if your character is like let's say harley quinn you can still cosplay harley quinn and be heavy set and it still look good and i yep, and, I'm, yeah. I'm, and i'm not gonna lie yeah i like and and you know i i'm not the most perfect person in the world but i've seen some people cosplay harley quinn that heavy set and i'm just like oh i don't know if you should have done that because you know i'm so in a sense used to seeing harley quinn in a certain way but i'm not gonna go up to that person and be like oh my gosh you're fat you shouldn't cosplay as harley quinn like do you know what i mean and that's why i feel there's like there's certain levels in it like just sometimes appreciate and it's one of those ones yeah like just you kind of gotta go to the um what fumper says in bambi in it if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all in it just smile and move on and just let other yeah. people enjoy things yeah yeah mm. yeah we, we had a girl that was uh 
dressed as a lady Deadpool for year, for a couple of years. And I met her. Uh, she came over to my house for a workshop, and we all kind of got to know each other. And she has now been shamed out of dressing like Aww. Deadpool. And she's not... She's just a little bit overweight, too. And it's yeah. not like... And people still felt that they had to fucking give her a hard time to where she couldn't feel comfortable doing it anymore. Yeah, and that that's that's the like that's the annoying thing because like again, I I'm I'm a guy that's a, 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 a overweight. I'm a I'm a big dude, isn't it? Uh and obviously very rarely I'll have like I want to say confidence issues, but very rarely I'll be like mm, I don't really want to cosplay because like I don't want to feel like I don't look the part. And also like whenever I cosplay, I sweat a lot because of obviously you're wearing extra layers. You might be wearing a mask or do you know what I mean? It is, uh-huh. it can get very sweaty depending on what you're wearing. But I always do try to encourage people like, you know, like I've had a few friends like, ah, oh, I want to cosplay as this character, but like, I'm not going to look the part or like, oh, my boobs are too small. My boobs are too big for this. I'm just like, if you want to be that character, just do it. Like, just have fun with it. Do you know what I mean? And it's a sh- again, like I said, I, I, even though in my head I have thought like, wow, you're a bit way too big to be to be um Harley Quinn, yeah. But I'm not gonna like go out and say that because you know that might ruin someone's day. And and you know like even me, like I said, I've sometimes got to be better. And just like again, not not have that mentality. Like just be like, let people just cosplay what they want and let them have fun. Like if they love that character, and that's who they want to be. They should just be it. Yep. Like say that mine. If 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 there is a convention this summer, are you gonna cosplay? Mm-hmm. It all depends on COVID. I, I, if COVID wasn't if COVID wasn't a thing, yeah, I cosplay. Right, so if, cosplay. Yeah, okay, COVID is not a thing. Who are you cosplaying? <sighs> See, so I f- all right, cool. So people want to cosplay as our Blade. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you make a good blade, blade actually. Uh, Marvel series. Um, also, um, uh, what's it? Killer B from Naruto Shippuden. Okay. Um, I really haven't thought about anyone else, but now, but I, I think maybe Guts, uh, because um, oh, nice. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Guts would be a good a good cosplay. But uh, Eric, I, I would I think I'd have to uh, make a trip sword. down to to the states to California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows who knows whether you've moved then. But yeah, get a big massive sword that you make me one. I just send you the funds for you to make me uh, Guts cosplay. Right. Um, so, yeah, I had a friend that actually asked that, and I was like, I don't know how to make this sword to where you're not going to hurt somebody hitting it. <laughs> yeah, because his sword's it's like bigger than a cloud sword. It's actually freaking ridiculous. It's huge. Yeah. It's actually crazy, man. It's pretty uh, awesome, though. Yeah. So yeah. last last little thing I want to talk about. So you know you're a member of many different podcasts, um, but you've you, the one that's recently returned, brute force and ignorance. I am so glad that you guys are back. And you want to tell the audience a little bit about it? So uh, we did kind of a soft comeback where we did a couple of uh, other kind of episodes that didn't. um, They were a lot of fun for us, but I I don't know how well they would have actually played had we put them on the feed, Mm -hmm. even though I think that some of the stuff we did was so was so hilarious. Um, But it wasn't even all of us coming back. So it was uh, I think Jai wasn't back. Dan wasn't back. And it was just me. Kirby and and Frank ran a, a little campaign, and it really kind of reinvigorated us back to our characters a lot. Mm-hmm. And so coming back, we're gonna wipe out the uh, the original first 
um, brute force and ignorance storyline. We're going to wrap that up, it looks like. So nice. uh, we're going to see hopefully a conclusion to our characters and the quest that they're going on. Do you, you, you want to tell people a bit about your character? So my character and, and have you, I, I got to be say I'm guilty that every character I've ever played in any MMO has always been a female. <laughs> so I made her, yeah, I made her based on like, I, I didn't know the dynamic shift that brute force and ignorance was going to take when I joined. Mm -hmm. So maybe a female character wasn't the best, but she does bring a little bit of leverage. So she's a, um, a human female pa uh, cl cleric. And she runs, she's got a gnome fetish too. Uh, so she's usually pretty, pretty much on the up and up and she's very respectful. And I try to give, you know, I try to pay respects to females by not making her a pervert or anything. Mm -hmm. But when I wrote her, I was like, there's no opportunity. She's ever going to bang a gnome. So I put it in my footnotes <laughs> that, yeah, she's got a, she's got a thing for gnomes. And mm -hmm. sure enough, we fucking came across the gnome. So. Um, That's but hilarious. She's, yeah, she's she's a really strong, independent character that's like just trying to keep her head above water with a group full of just uh, crazy guys, and then she gets a little bit, you know, almost like prissy, but she delves into getting a little crazy sometimes too. She's very difficult to play. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I've been listening since you lot started, and I've listened to every episode and. Sometimes I have to be careful where if I'm drinking, just in case you lot say a joke and I end up spitting out my drink, just out <laughs> of sheer laughter at the craziness that is unfolding in your stories. And yeah, man, if you're like, and this is the thing, yeah, I had like I was listening to Brute Force and Ignorance, but I at the time, like when you lot first started, I never actually played Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I feel like as a nerd, like playing D and D is like the epitome of being a nerd. Like it's in my eyes anyway so it was just cool hearing you guys and hearing a playthrough and then obviously after a while i met up with dan west and um kirby and stevie and actually did a live in session uh D, D session and it was just really fun and like i can like i can tell how much effort goes into it because it's a lot it's a lot of like role playing and using your mind and being creative and stuff um but you guys are freaking funny and fantastic and i'll highly recommend anyone to go and listen to you guys on brute force and ingress uh dungeons and dragons podcast um but yeah i don't want to hype it up too much but like the best thing about uh brute force and ignorance is you have dan west matt kirby who and 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 they're, well they're the players and jacob Harmon's such a good dm mm. but they're also seasoned and experienced that like that was the first iteration i've ever had to playing D D. yeah and i think it's the same with jai and frank and now since then, I've gotten to a lot more campaigns and stuff, so I'm a little more seasoned as far as how to play the game. Mm -hmm. So if you've never played, jump on and listen, and you can get a feel of what it's like for like newbies like us to learn how to play it as well. Nice, 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 nice. Ah, so um, obviously, like, you know, you've guested on other podcasts, and one of the podcasts that you guested on ended up going to the tank, so... Hopefully, uh, after your guest appearance on here, we keep we keep going and keep running. Um, yeah, don't drink it. <laughs> Jeez, but, thanks so much. <laughs> no, listen, <laughs> I listen to everything. I well, not everything. I listen to most things, uh, but I do because, like, again, like I said, I get to chat to you quite often. Like, again, random anime things, random. You know, anytime I see a cosplay or something, that I think you would appreciate. I tag you in it. Um, but like I do enjoy 
listening to you on leftover monsters obviously your appearance on brute force ignorance um and then anytime you get a little cameo on pcr or vintage geeks it's always a, a pleasure to to hear your voice and hear your opinions and stuff um uh obviously um another thing that i love about you is that like i love the dynamic that you have with your wife like you two are just absolutely <laughs> funny and anytime on a zoom call with you or anytime on a phone call with you guys like you know <laughs> it's like a love-hate relationship that you guys have but it's it's, it's so adorable and so cute and i'm in the future i'm definitely gonna have brandy on as well and get to ask her some questions to get to know her a little bit better um, but is there anything else you want to plug before we we call it a night? Um, other than the the other podcast, the Kaiju one that we do is called uh, the Leftover Army Giant Podcast. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> the the Leftover, Leftover Monster the Leftover, Monsters. Leftover Army Monsters Podcast Giant Giant Monster All Out Attack. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it's huge, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun with uh, reviewing kaiju movies with uh, a guy who's very seasoned, Dan Hepner. Yep, he's been and my myself, who's, guest. Right, yeah, yeah, he's. Oh yeah! Oh shit! Yeah, Dan, 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 Dan's been on. He, he, I think Amanda's been on. I'm pretty sure Amanda's been on. Tierra's been on. Okay. Um, I think that's it, right? You, Dan, Tierra, and Amanda. Am I forgetting yeah. anyone? No, that 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 is it. We have Jess Candelori on quite a bit. She's mm. like our extra person too. But nice. Yeah, everybody has a different level of knowledge and fandom, and and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you guys go find that one on the leftover army feed. So check that one out. Yeah. Uh, mine anything else you want to say or ask before we close up um i'm just gonna let you guys know that i've just now followed uh pop culture leftovers nice i uh spotify so i'll be diving into those shows oh i'm, I'm gonna let you know Far now away. yeah if you think we go long yeah them guys are regularly at four hours and they go into super detail like i always joke that if um Nerds, the podcast are our forefathers. Then pop culture leftovers are like our spiritual ancestors because they heavily influenced me uh, into doing this podcast, and our mm-hmm. format is not too uh, different from theirs. And obviously, you know, over the last probably hundred and ten episodes, we've had various guests from people in the leftover army who, you know, we've all become friends based off from listening to the podcast pop culture leftovers. So yeah, yeah you're, you're again if you're embarking in your you are in for a treat. Um so yeah, definitely. But guys, man, we've made it to two hundred. Um we're gonna have two episodes for you next week. We're gonna have a bonus episode that's gonna be covering uh Demon Slayer the Mugen Train movie that we're all gonna be watching mm-hmm. this week. And then we'll go hopefully have another regular episode which are gonna be full of a lot of stuff as we'll have stuff that came dropped this weekend, like Army of the Dead, uh, we've got Animator Review um bad batch episode four uh, i think modox just started i don't know if that's week yep. to week or whether that's a whole series um and then whatever else pops up next week but next week you should hopefully have uh big t back and stevie on as well um eric it has been a pleasure having you on i'm so glad that things worked out that we could have you on um and i will definitely be asking you to come again in the future where we actually do some movie reviews and some anime maybe even a hentai too (laughs) it's been a lot of fun i I like the direction this kind of went it was a lot of fun dope dope all right so without further ado eric say bye to the people eric eric where'd you go i gotta say bye to the people yes say bye to the people 
Um, they don't want to hear me, but bye, people. <laughs> See you next time. Why is it bye to the people? Bye, everyone. Catch you next time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now.